The following is Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. Welcome back. This is Chrissy Coughlin, and you're listening to Nature of Business. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we're very excited for our next guest. Um, his name is Israel Ganut, and Israel was appointed to the position of president and CEO of Gazelle in November 2008. And Gazelle, under his leadership, has emerged as uh, the nation's largest and fastest growing place for consumers to responsibly trade in gadgets for cash, with more than 100% growth during the past six months. So, he has got quite the background. He's worked at eBay, PayPal, Amazon, and he uh, studied at NYU's Stern School and got an MBA from Harvard. So, we are thrilled to have him on the show to talk about Gazelle. Hi, Israel. Good morning, Chrissy. It's thrilled to be on the show today. <laughs> well, it's great to uh, it's great to have you. I've um, I've been very interested in your business, and um, and as a local Bostonian as well, um, it's always nice to see companies such as yours popping up in the region. So, uh, I'm excited great. for our listeners to learn about what you are doing there. Why don't we start? off with uh, a little background about you. I know I gave a, a tiny bit there, but maybe a little bit more background about you and what has led you to uh, create Gazelle. Sure, yes. Yeah. So, uh, so as you can tell by my accent, I wasn't born here. Uh, I grew up in Israel, um, but when I was 18, my um, parents decided to move to the U.S. Um, why? To give my brother and I um, a chance at a better life. Uh, that's how it started, um, just over 20 years ago. But it's really, really helped define my life uh, because ever since, for me, it's been all about uh, pursuing kind of better life for me, for my family, and you know, frankly, for anybody that I can touch uh, in my life. Um, so when I when I look back in my career, and you mentioned a couple of names there, but you know the way I, I like to look at it now, reflecting back on 18 years, is sort of evolved from starting in traditional commerce to e-commerce, and now transition to re-commerce uh, with Gazelle in the last five years. So, um, you know, I, I did start my career on Wall Street uh, with Goldman Sachs. Uh, I covered the retail industry. So, yes, the traditional brick-and-mortar retailers, uh, supermarkets and drugstores. Um, it was a great, you know, great foundation for my career. But then quickly, in the, in the late 90s, uh, we all kind of noticed that change that's uh, um, undergoing in the world with the internet and decided to um, uh, transition my career uh, towards e-commerce and spent about six years with um, with Amazon first, then eBay and, and PayPal. And I'm really grateful you know, for my time at eBay and you know, for the six years that I spent there because it really gave me the opportunity to uh, you know, work on a business that uh, helped build a platform uh, that gives entrepreneurs from uh, uh, any part of the world access to the global market, which was a very, a very exciting um, mm-hmm. part of the growth story at eBay. Mm-hmm. So that, that kind of took me to 2006, uh, and, and then in 2006, uh, everything changed in my life. That's when I started having kids, um, decided to move back to Boston. So I'm not originally from here, but my wife is, uh, and we moved back here. And I was really looking to um, kind of pursue a business that will, will have a long-term impact uh, on, on my kids, on, on the world. And you know, when I you know, think back about this, how this whole thing started at Gazelle, 
it actually brings me back to uh, something that happened back in California. You know, when I had uh, a couple of uh, couple year old blackberries that I wanted to uh, recycle responsibly. You know, after all, I was living in California. I lived a couple of years in Europe, <laughs> and I knew a lot about recycling. And you know, the Al Gore movie came out at the time, The Inconvenient Truth. So I knew that I wanted to do it responsibly. And um, you know, I go to a retailer and that you know had an advertisement for re- for recycling program. And I ask, you know, how, how much for this item? And they tell me uh, ten bucks. And I said, ten bucks. You know, they go for $75 on eBay. I know it because I work there. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, no, 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 no. We're not, we're, not go- we're not going to pay you 10 bucks. We're going to charge you 10 bucks for the privilege of recycling. And, and that was really wow. the trigger for me. I, I came away feeling, you know, consumers, you know, me, the average consumer, I'm never going to pay for the privilege of recycling. There's got to be a way in which we actually reward consumers for, uh, for recycling, for, for reuse, and actually creating, uh, creating a business, a mechanism for consumers to do that. So that's what Gazelle been, has been all about from the beginning. It's been about change consumer behavior and getting consumers, uh, especially in the electronic space, uh, consumers to um, participate in reuse and recycling of electronics. Mm-hmm. Because as we all know, uh, me included, there, if you have an old phone or a, or a, or a computer, you, it's most likely sitting in your closet or on a shelf and you just say, uh-huh, someday I'm going to do something about that. Uh, so I think everybody can relate. Yeah. <laughs> Every, yeah everyone can relate to having that extra stuff on the around, around and not knowing what to do with it. So walk us through uh, the process. Let's say I have a new iPad um, or I just purchased a new iPad. I want to get rid of my old iPad. What, what, how do I start the process? With Gazelle, great. So our absolutely. So our philosophy at Gazelle is to really keep it uh, keep it easy, keep it simple for consumers, uh, and make it uh, make it easy, fast, and uh, really trust uh, trustworthy to transact with Gazelle compared to other um, options that you'll have to sell your product. So the way it works with us, you'll go to the website, you'll select a specific model of the iPad that you're uh, trading in, uh, whether it's uh, the first generation or the second generation, you'll select the capacity uh, of the memory. And, and then based on your description of uh, the condition, whether it's, um, and, and basically it falls into three conditions. It's either in perfect mint condition, almost out of the box, Mm-hmm. or broken, which means it doesn't turn on and you can't really use it, or in between, which means it's used. You know, whether gently used or heavily used, it's somewhere in between. So as long as you can identify your item as one of those three conditions, you get instantly get a price. And, you know, I just looked up, um, you know, my iPad. Uh, it's a second-generation 32 Wi-Fi iPad, and I know I'm going to get $300 for it. Um, and um, you know, it's good enough, and I'm going to um, basically uh, request packaging from Gazelle. So Gazelle will send me packaging uh, and pay for the shipping for me to ship it back to, uh, to Gazelle. And once Gazelle receives uh, the item, um, we take about you know, one or two days to inspect it, make sure it's as described, and then we pay you right away. And you can get paid with a check, with a PayPal payment, with an Amazon gift card. Got a couple different options to get paid. So it's really all about making it easy, making it simple, making it fast. And, and then there's the trust element. You know, and the trust mm-hmm. element is really, really, really important uh, in, our, in, in, in our space, in our company, and what we do. But then at the end of the day, you're going to send your three, $400 iPad, iPhone, 
to cyberspace, the company <laughs> that you heard about on TV or the internet, it's, it's a lot of money. You're going to trust that one will get it will, uh, and then that will pay you. Uh, but not only that, you trust, you're going to trust us um, to remove the personal information a female yes. device. So some consumers know how to do it, uh, but a lot of our customers uh, expect us and rely on us to remove the data. So there's a lot of trust that comes to our business, and that's how we're trying to build our brand and service uh, with consumers. So t- let's talk about the trust issue because I know I know in my case I, I at this point I have an old you know an, an old uh, PC computer that's probably 15 years old and I know there's a bunch of information on there and I, I really don't know how to get it off. How do you how do you build that t- trust? Do you have a conversation with a consumer? Do you talk walk them through how you actually erase the data? How do they know to trust you? What what's that communication mechanism? Uh, great question. It has to do with uh, how we deliver on our brand promise. So today, we're not providing a lot of information. That's frankly, that's a great idea, something we should do on the website to uh, walk consumers through what the process is. What we do say is that if you don't erase your data, we have the software and we use kind of Department of Defense three-wipe uh, process on computers, in the example you use. So we know that the, the data uh, will be clean. But frankly, the way we build the trust is less about what we tell you we're going to do. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems old-fashioned. Companies just telling you what they're going to do. It's really more about delivering on our promise every single day uh, and delivering great experience uh, in a trustworthy way to consumers. And what we'd like to rely on is word of mouth. And if you get a great experience from Gazelle, that you'll tell your friends uh, and family about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. then it's really up to us to develop the operational processes around data wiping and the speed of uh, the inspections and the payment processing to make sure that we deliver on our promise uh, uh, to every single customer every single day. So you really have about a, once you receive the item, you have about a one or, day, one or two day turnaround before you issue a check to, your, to the customer? So what we promise uh, on the website is a seven-day turnaround. Um, okay. that's uh, still pretty good. Promise, but, which is pretty good, you know, if you're in seven days. But we, you know, we strive to do it as fast as we can. And, you know, not 100% of the items get inspected uh, in a day or two, but it, it's in the high 90s. So most mm-hmm. of our customers uh, get, you know, get their, which is the benefit of what they're looking for. They're looking to get their cash so they can upgrade, so they can subsidize the purchase of the new item. So we know that. And, and we try to move things. You know, our, our tagline is keep it moving. It's all about keep things moving. Don't slow things down. And we try right. to, uh, to deliver that kind of experience. So you mentioned earlier when you priced your iPad, you said something to the effect of 300 to 350. Is that correct? Yes, it depends on the generation, right? It depends right. on the condition that, of the item. But you know, That's a lot of money. And when I, when I think about returning an item, that, that I would say yeah. that that's a decent amount of money. Now let let this this sort of begs the question. Okay, so now what what happens to that to that new item? This is the whole re-commerce piece that I want to address because this is a really big part of it. What are you right. then doing with that computer? Yep. So our business uh, is all about encouraging consumers to trade in their items. Um, because most of us now use our phones, our tablets, computers for no more than a year to two years, in some cases three years, um, just because it's not of value. 
to you, to me, for more than one year, doesn't mean the product doesn't have more life, useful life in it. So our mission is to extend the life of the product, to find a new home uh, for those devices, and that ensures that uh, the devices get to be used you know, for five, six, seven years throughout the life uh, of, the, of uh, the product. And then for end-of-life items, so once the product breaks or reaches an end of useful life when there's no demand for the product, that's when we ensure that those items get recycled responsibly. We work with um, an e-steward, a band certified recycler uh, in the U.S. that ensures that all of the recyclables um, stay out of landfills, they never get exported, uh, so they are responsibly recycled um, you know, by, by them. But for everything else, which is the bulk of what we get, the iPhones, the iPads, the, the, the computers, et cetera, uh, they get resold. They get resold domestically in the U.S. in some cases to uh, consumers that cannot afford to buy the latest and the greatest. So we sell them on eBay, on Amazon as a used product in, in, good, in, in good condition. But frankly, uh, over the last 18 months or so, we've seen um, most of our growth in terms of where we sell the product happening outside of the U.S., hmm. uh, where there is literally insatiable demand for Apple products, you know, for iPads, for iPhones, and it's mostly in the emerging markets. Uh, again, it's consumers in those markets that, one, um, do not have access to Apple products. There's just not enough supply of Apple products in those markets, number one. And number two, just like in the U.S., they can't afford to pay $800 for the iPad 3 or the new iPad, uh, but they're going to uh, be more willing to, um, to buy it for $300 or $400. It's just a less expensive entry point for them um, uh, to the Apple product. So, so when the secondary market is, the is finding your products, they, they are finding them. They don't have to go to Gazelle to find the product. They, go to your, they go, can go to an Amazon and then your products are featured on Amazon. So something that they may know already or an eBay. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's great. Um, so, so I know. Let, let's delve in a little bit more into the the, the whole e-commerce, um, the, the the definition of it, because it's something that I think is huge. As the technology world and the environmental world and the business world all start to merge together, um, where do you see this going? Yes, yeah, so we look at e-commerce really in the intersection of electronics innovation and sustainability. It's all about extending the lifespan of the product that we use every day. Now, think about cell phones. Uh, I think that's, that's probably the best example, even better than tablets. And we now upgrade our phones almost every year, um, you know, in most cases between 12 and 18 months. So what it means is that we currently have just under a billion orphan phones just looking for a new home. They're sitting in my drawer in my closet. <laughs> and what e-commerce does is find new homes you know, for those old phones. So it extends uh, the lifespan of the, those products and keeps them out of landfill. So where is it going? Uh, I mean, we, we all look at the uh, Apple uh, results and, and Samsung is not too far behind them and LG and all these electronic manufacturers. I mean, you look at Moore's Law, it hasn't slowed down. I mean, the innovation in electronics, um, uh, when we started the business in 06, the 07 timeframe, we thought that uh, there was a lot of innovation in electronics, and that was before iPhones. That was before mm -hmm. iPads, before high-end smartphones. I mean, the world changed in the last uh, two to three years, and it seems to be unstoppable. So from from, from uh, uh, innovation uh, in electronics, uh, I don't see the end inside to that. Um, mm -hmm. So the role that we try to play is, you know, we, we obviously cannot 
resisted in some ways to actually would obviously benefit um, from the innovation in the electronic space. Uh, but what we're trying to do is, again, engage with consumers and get consumers to change their behavior from I'll just upgrade and then do away with my old product, put it in the drawer, let it decay and lose value and collect dust, and I'll sell it on eBay one day, but obviously I'll never get around to it. Right. It's a little better than I'll say it. Um, to, no, when you upgrade, this is the moment, when you upgrade your new device, because we know you want the latest and the greatest, this is the moment where you, you have to change your behavior, and you have to think about what's going to happen to the old device. And we, but it's not just us, there, there's a whole growing movement uh, in in re-commerce and trade-ins and recycling or try to get consumers to be conscious of the fact that it's, you know, leaving that stuff in a drawer is just not the right thing. And mm-hmm. not for you as the upgrader, not for, for the environment in terms of usability of products. And what we try to do is just to be, um, you know, the middleman, essentially, to, uh, to facilitate the trade-ins uh, and the rotation of that product from kind of the early adopters to the late adopters. Mm-hmm. Now, th- this, this is a, a timely conversation that we're having in the sense that we just had that big announcement for the new iPad. I'm not even sure whether they're calling it the iPad 3, but it's the latest iteration of the iPad. Uh, have you right. seen a, an uptick in, in, in activity with Gazelle, with people t- returning in their, their old iPads? Well, every time uh, there's a new product announcement, and especially from Apple, uh, we see a significant increase uh, to our business. So just before uh, the invitation came out to, uh, to the announcement that happened last week, uh, we saw 500% increase uh, in our iPad uh, trade-ins. So people kind of coming to the site, locking in uh, their, their prices. Now they'll wait a couple of weeks to get a new iPad. And um, and then kind of send in the old one uh, and get cash back for it. So part of it is driven by the Apple um, introductions, and you know they're, they've become um, experts in releasing new products and uh, and really convincing millions and tens of millions of people to to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a better display, for a faster processor, whatever it is, you know, for a better looking iPhone, and. Um, but that's one part of it. The other part of it is that uh, we have um, focused all of our efforts on um, leveraging those um, events. And uh, one thing we've done recently, um, we did it for the first time with the iPhone 4S introduction in October and then replicated it in, uh, with the iPad introduction, is um, a pretty significant investment in TV advertising. Uh, mm-hmm. which uh, for us, you know, one of our biggest challenges as a business is awareness. Um, people just don't know what to do with that stuff, and people are not aware that there are easy ways to uh, kind of re-commerce their iPads, their iPhones, their uh, other uh, electronics. And um, by investing in TV, it's just helping us reach the mass market and spread the word, and, uh, and that's another big uh, driver, obviously, for growth over the last six months. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have to say, I was I was um, at my gym the other night, and around five o'clock, one of your ads came came up, and um, I was it was good. I mean, I felt like it was you know in terms of time placement and, and uh, you know reaching a wider you know breadth of audience. I felt like that's you know it was a good basic ad, and that's that that's what you need. You need to get the word out, and um, word of right. mouth is good, but obviously you know formal print and, and TV ads are going to help too. Our, our, um, let's talk about the social aspect of it. I know that I read something about um, 
being a social working for and creating a social responsible company is is something that's very very important for you particularly you know coming off of Wall Street and the you know and, and your your whole career trajectory leading you to 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 Gazelle and you mentioned the fact that having children was a big driver in that I hear that a lot uh, in my interviews and and do you find that, that that's still a main driver and and in what capacity. It's a huge, it's a huge driver, uh, and I know it's not just for me. It's for a lot of people that um, that I, I work with, a lot of colleagues, um, and some some of the folks that, that you've had on your show um, in the last few months are really good friends of mine. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Susan Hunt Stevens and David Bergeron and uh, Jonathan Sue from Recycle Bank, and we all talk about this. I mean, we all have kids, and I think what's different about kind of this generation of companies and people is that there's really no separation between our personal lives and the work life. They're mm-hmm. sort of uh, connected in a lot, of, a lot of different ways. We're always on, right, thanks to technology. And, um, you know, the way I think about it is, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it is about my kids. It is about, um, it is about the, the, the world that we're going to leave behind for them. So regardless of what uh, business I think you're working on these days, there's just so many different businesses that are focused on uh, changing the way we consume products and services. Uh, I think you're at the Verge conference um, for the next couple of days. And again, mm-hmm. one of my good friends, Lisa Gansky, is speaking about the mesh economy. Uh, there's some, so many different companies in that space that are just building companies that, you know, obviously we're, we have a capitalist and in mind, we're trying to build a big company and profitable company and, and generate returns for our shareholders. There's no question about that. But fundamentally, I would not be involved in the business that is purely all about debits and credits, dollars and cents. It's got to have uh, a broader mission uh, and something that, uh, um, you know, no matter how small our impact is on the world, and we're not, you know, I think I am and we are as a company very humble and, you know, we're not changing, we're not solving world hunger, right? We're not, um, <laughs> we're not changing, we're not, we're not, we're not curing diseases, but we're, we're having an impact. Might be a small impact today, might be a little bit bigger in a couple of years, but I think what we do is uh, something that I feel good about and uh, something that I know will help my kids grow up in a, in a, in a better world. So mm-hmm. know, that, that's where I'm coming from. That's great. And, and, and I, the other part of that there, in terms of the kind of connection there, is that when, when my kids, when I see my kids talking in school about recycling and telling me at home uh, that I'm throwing something in the wrong bin and, and, and I need to recycle, and that, that's a connection, right? You know, I'm, yeah. I'm at work talking about recycling. I'm at home talking about recycling. It's just a holistic way, I think. Uh, that's, that's exactly. Uh, Jonathan Sue said with. the same exact thing. He was <laughs> so funny about it. <laughs> if you're not at work, they're like, Daddy, you're you're, that's not right. You don't throw it in that bin. That's the wrong bin. And these kids, it's just, yeah, it's ingrained in them. It's ingrained in them, which is fabulous because now they've got role models, you know, like you and your, yeah, they know that that throwing, you know, just, just the, um, the stats. I mean, I know I've heard you say, you know, going back to some of the the realities of, of e-waste and, and cell phones being thrown in landfills. I mean, I think that there's still what, 130 million cell phones that end up in landfills every year, regardless of its illegality. Yeah, absolutely. It's- just in the U.S. And if you think about e-commerce, again, which we're trying to push, less than one percent of all uh, electronics get recycled every year. Just one percent. Most of them 
over 90% are thrown in the trash still. Uh, some of them get recycled responsibly, which is fantastic, but the bulk, again, just um, end up in drawers and closets uh, collecting dust. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's early days. It's early days for e-commerce, early days for what we're doing, um, but that's what excites us about the opportunity here. If you can really change consumer behavior and get, get the number moving from 1% to 3%, 5%, 10% over the next few years, we're going to have a pretty significant impact. Um, on the number you just quoted, 130 million. And uh, with all the millions of new devices that are coming on the market every year, you know, the, the market and the impact that we can have is getting bigger and bigger. It's amazing. It's amazing. So in terms of, of, of the future, where, where, are, where are you seeing the secondary market primarily? Um, in terms of fed geographies? Yeah, in terms of where you're reselling the, the products. Are you seeing it going uh, Europe, Asia? I mean, where do you, actually, where do you see the entire company growing? But then where do you see you're selling your products geographically? Yes. So let's start with where we sell the products. So currently, um, I, would, I would say approximately half of the product stays here in the U.S. and about half ends up in, uh, in emerging markets. So we sell into okay. uh, Asia, Latin America, Africa, Middle East, a uh, few different regions of the world, which is where, that's where the demand is um, for the secondhand um, iPhones and iPads. And I don't expect that to change in a big way. Uh, yeah. In terms of where we buy the products, we, you know, we're currently based in the U.S. We accept trade-ins in the U.S. Uh, there's a huge opportunity here, as I mentioned before, to uh, continue to build a business here in the U.S. But we're not alone. Uh, I actually just came back from uh, Europe uh, a few weeks ago and met with a company in, in the U.K. Um, yesterday I spoke to uh, a gazelle, kind of lookalike in Germany, um, and just kind of getting to know those entrepreneurs around the world. And just fantastic uh, to see people, mm -hmm. not just in the U.S., but outside, thinking about e-commerce, uh, thinking about recycling, and uh, building kind of businesses in different geographies. So we'd like to move into the international markets and, and buy product globally, um, but for now, we're pretty much focused on the U.S. Uh, just because of the size of the opportunity here, and also because, frankly, the U.S. is behind. You know, it's certainly behind Europe in terms of consumer attitudes um, and government regulation. So, um, you know, we feel that we're, uh, we, we got our work cut out for us here in the U.S. Absolutely. We need people like you here. We're so far behind. <laughs> well, and, you, and you for really helping spread the word and advocating uh, kind of sustainability businesses. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, it's been, it's been great to, to get you on. And I, I, I um, you know, obviously I'm going to be putting stuff on the site and, and, uh, and, you know, encouraging all of the listeners to, to log on to gazelle.com. It's so easy. It's, it's scarily easy to, to recycle these, these gadgets. It's to get a pre packed to get a package sent to your home with postage on it. Basically you just slip your device in and seal it and mail it. It's pretty, um, it's pretty wonderful and easy. So if there's any fear factor involved in this, you have to let it go because there's no, nothing to be worried about. It's as easy as it gets. So, uh, exactly. so exactly. thank you for, you know, thank you for setting it up for us in a way that actually makes sense, um, in the scary market. And then I would like to add, you know, on the site that there are, um, for the, the items, the devices you don't take, you do have an inventory 
category of recycling centers um, on Gazelle, where, yeah. whereby if it's not an, uh, a, a gadget that you take per se, where, where consumers can receive money for it, they can then be guided to where they can get the pro- where they can recycle safely the product, which I think is terrific because that's also really confusing right. for people. So, especially um, for big items like TVs and big electronics. Yes. Yep. 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 So it's really good. All right. Well, thank you. This has been fabulous. And uh, I hope you you enjoy. Yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you in and around Boston soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. The proceeding has been Nature of Business with Chrissy Coughlin in association with GreenBiz.com. 